meteorologist Simcha left weather with enthusiasm. It's his podcast. Friday afternoon, July 7th, 2023. Extreme heat warning is in effect for portions of the Arctic today. This was issued by the Environmental Canada. The first tropical storm in over 80 years. Oh my gosh. Hit Southern California today with rainfall amounts that you literally, it's unbelievable. Death Valley, California, Furnace Creek, California. Listen to this. They average 2.2 inches of rain per year, the entire year, meaning the whole rainy season where they get rain, and then the summer season where they don't get rain. Temperatures average about 115 degrees during the afternoons in the month of July. Forecasting for right now, total snowfall accumulations, not snowfall. <laughs> Rainfall accumulations of three to five inches of rain. This is reported from the Washington Post. They get much of their weather when it comes to places outside of Washington, D.C. Much of the information they get comes from the National Weather Service. Los Angeles, California, San Diego, California. Storm system goes right through San Diego later today. <gasps> Powerful winds. This is the first time since 1939 that a tropical storm has hit the area. Holy cow! And it's the first time ever that a tropical storm warning is in effect. This is absolutely phenomenal stuff. Forecast rainfall accumulations up to 10 inches is forecasted for some areas. <gasps> Sunday, November 20th, 2022. And listen to this from the National Weather Service. Buffalo, New York, National Weather Service, 108 a.m. Sunday, November 20th. Eastern Standard Time. That's when this was written. Snow will produce very poor visibility southeast of Lake Ontario, especially Oswego County, OSWEGO, where several additional... Several more additional feet of snow is expected by Monday morning. Several additional feet. Additionally, gusty winds today and even more so Monday will create blowing and drifting. Now, listen to, listen to this. Listen to this. Here we go. This is off Lake Ontario. Snowfall rates. Here, we're going to start here from the beginning of the paragraph. This is the National Weather Service, uh, Buffalo, New York, written late Saturday night, very early Sunday morning. Winds becoming more west to northwest later tonight and into Sunday. This will push an intense lake band south of Jefferson County 
into southern Lewis, Oswego, and far northern Cayuga, C-A-Y-U-G-A counties. The expectation is that this lake band will be as intense or even more intense than the one that forms off of Lake Erie. Snowfall rates, listen to what this says, snowfall rates per hour, per hour, 3 to 5 inches Three to five inches of snow per hour. We've already read about places that are receiving thunder snow. Synaptic pattern. This was written by the Binghamton, New York National Weather Service, 1242 a.m. Eastern. Standard Time, Sunday, November 20th. This part uh, actually was written at 2.52 p.m. Saturday, November 19th. Synoptic pattern continues to be defined by a broad area of low pressure over Ontario, Canada, accompanied by a thick wedge of cold Canadian air. The main upper trough axis and associated surface cold front is currently pushing into the western parts of the Great Lakes. Out ahead of this trough is a broad area of cold air being advected from the southwest to northeast along Lake Erie and Ontario. Lake effect snow bands are persisting around and north of Buffalo and north of Watertown, New York. Much of central New York and northeast Pennsylvania have partly cloudy or mostly sunny skies with dry and cold weather in place. Now, The cold upper trough to the northwest will push east into New York and Pennsylvania late tonight into Sunday morning and veer the overall wind field to the west. The shift in winds will drop the lake effect bands to the south into Oneida County, O-N-E-I-D-A, and into the southern tier of New York. Very favorable 850 MV temperatures of 13 to 15 degrees below zero Celsius over the relatively warm lakes and a mostly unidirectional wind flow will produce well-defined lake effect bands off of Lake Ontario and Lake Erie. The current thinking is that a well-organized bond... Okay, so what we have going on here is these lakes, Lake Ontario and Lake Erie, those two lakes in particular, they tend to get warmer than all of the other lakes because the water is shallow over there. So the summertime temperatures heat those lakes up to warmer temperatures than any other lake. What's also very impressive over here is the forecaster's expertise. Usually, uh, there's computer models available where the public could kind of basically see what's going on. But in this case, it's really the forecasters, similar to a hurricane, it's really the forecasters that are informing us what's going on. You're not going to see it on the European model, the GFS model, any of the models that are available to the public that I saw, even the North American mesoscale. The high-resolution rapid refresh model is pretty close, but even that model, I mean... You have to look at, you know, that model showed 20 to 40 inches of snow accumulating 
at, uh, over a 24-hour period. You have to look into that model. Perhaps that model got it on the got it right. But in this case, you really need expert forecasters, and this is really where they shine. Well, Chicago has the worst air quality in the world today, all because of the smoke drifting in from those Canadian wildfires. People with health conditions are advised to stay indoors. WGN's Dana Rebic is live at the lakefront with more on that. What's it smell like out there? It's been smelling like smoke very distinctly all throughout the day, and you can see just how bad these conditions are. Temperatures of 138 degrees in Shustar County, Iran, reports AccuWeather on day November 20th, 2022. It is very difficult to be impressed by lake effect snow. It's a mere lake effect snow. All it is is very cold air blowing off really warm waters of Lake Erie or Lake Ontario. Those lakes in particular produce very heavy lake effect snow because those lakes have shallow bodies of water which warm quickly over the summertime. The water temperatures in those lakes are warmer than the other lakes and if you should get freezing cold air, very cold air that moves over these water temperatures of 50 degrees, the natural result is going to be heavy snow. It happens to be an extended stay. These winds are here and it's very intense. Perhaps the water temperatures are slightly warmer. I don't know what the average is. But uh, despite the fact that it's difficult, the numbers are just so impressive. Uh, Friday, a record was broken in Orchard Park. Orchard Park on Friday, the most snow that ever fell in the state of New York within a 24-hour period was 50 inches, which was set in 1966 in Camden, New York. Buffalo had a record-breaking 21.5 inches of snow on Saturday, breaking the previous daily record of 7.6 inches set in 2014. The snow poured down at a rate of 3 to 5 inches an hour at times. Thunder snow was reported within the most intense bands of snow streaming off of Lake Erie. There even was a wall of snow moving towards Buffalo. A water spout, which is a tornado on the lake, was also reported on Friday over Lake Erie. Totally amazing stuff here. Orchard Park has seen 77 inches so far. This event, the National Weather Service reports, has been over 100 hours. This lake effect snow. Hamburg, New York, 73.7 inches. Natural Bridge, 72.3 inches. Blastville, 71 inches. Watertown, 57.4 inches. Some of this is quotes from AccuWeather, but some of it's coming from the National Weather Service. Children have are reported to sledding off of the rooftops of SUVs, uh, but the snow showers could remain heavy in some locations, continuing three inches an hour throughout the entire day today. Today, Sunday. Unbelievable. It would be interesting to see what the snow to water ratio is, which many times in lake effect snow could be 30 to 1. Every 30 inches could be equivalent to 1 inch, sometimes even 40. Thursday, August 24th, Thursday evening. Today was a phenomenal day. Both airports, the high was exactly 100 degrees. This is the first time in 11 years that the Chicago area saw temperatures triple digit. 
100 degrees. We officially tied the record, which was set back in 1947. We didn't break the record. We tied the record, but it's considered uh, almost like we broke the record. That's how they do it, of 100 degrees. In addition, the humidity was mind-boggling. Dew points in the upper 70s this afternoon. Some areas had dew points in the low 80s. Again, the last time we had something like this was in the heat wave of July 1995. The heat index this afternoon once again went into the mid-120s over in the northwest portions of Indiana. The heat index went to 118 degrees at O'Hare, similar in Midway went into the low 120s by Lake Geneva. We have a cold front coming through this evening. If there are no thunderstorms with this front, that is something spectacular. I don't know if forecasters are forecasting thunderstorms. And even if they are, there's not high confidence in it. That's something totally amazing. If there was no such thing as computer models... If there was no such thing as computer models, one would think that this is a case of thunderstorm, uh, explosive thunderstorm development, if there ever was one. The atmosphere is loaded with humidity, and we have a front, and it's well known that around a heat dome, it's called the Ring of Fire, where there's continuous thunderstorm development. We are going to be right along that Ring of Fire. We even have earlier today, there's a low-pressure system, as you can see on the map. Not even earlier, you could see it as of this morning. The low-pressure system moves across the area, across Wisconsin to our east this evening. In fact, I believe that low-pressure system is why there was no lake breeze today. Winds stayed out of the west, and we know, again, that when temperatures are higher than 95 degrees, the wind actually makes it feel hotter than what it actually is. Nonetheless, despite what it should be or could be, forecasters are saying, well, (laughs) with all the computer models, there is not high confidence in thunderstorm development this evening. There is, however, a a slight or marginal risk for severe weather, tells us the Storm Prediction Center in Oklahoma. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. And then we have two cool air masses coming to us from Canada. The first one reaches its peak on Sunday and moves through sometime tomorrow. We remain humid tomorrow. And the second one moves through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We start to warm up again by the end of the week. It is totally spectacular, I would say, that the heat, the very same heat that was over Corpus Christi, Texas in June, where all the talk of dew points in the 80s and triple-digit heat, that heat actually made it to the Chicago area. It took two months, probably on the date, exactly two months. We got in on the action on the final day of this heat before a Canadian cold front Some would call this the first fall air mass of the season. We almost did not make it, but we made it. Just a taste, a taste of what all these southern states have been going through for the past two months. This is what it felt like. Stay safe. Have a wonderful evening. I wish everybody a wonderful weekend. I'm going to read you something from AccuWeather that just just blew my mind. It says here, preseason tropical development has become all the rage in recent years. And following a post-verified storm from January, now listen to the storm of January. We're ending that paragraph, go on to the next one. During the middle of January, analysis of a storm that formed just off the coast of the northeastern United States 
that was on AccuWeather's watchful eye revealed to, to meteorologists at the National Hurricane Center that the system was indeed tropical. Since the storm was confirmed months after dissipating over the Atlantic Canada, it did not acquire a name, but was the first tropical depression and storm of the 2023 season. I mean, this thing really should have had a name, but it never did. It's just amazing. This thing formed in... What, since when do tropical storms form in January? And even if they do form in January, at least form in the tropics, or at least form in a subtropical area off the Florida coast, off the mid-Atlantic, not, not the mid-Atlantic coast. That's that's w- way too far north. This wasn't even the mid-Atlantic. This was the northeast coast. The northeast coast. <laughs> it's like, what in the world is going on here? The following discusses the minimal temperatures. Usually, these are the minimal temperatures necessary, the water temperatures, in order to produce a tropical storm. A temperature of 77 to 78 degrees Fahrenheit is the agreed-upon approximate cutoff amongst the meteorological community for full tropical development. So here's the thing. In America, where we go by the Fahrenheit system, so we generally will say 80 degrees or higher is tropical storm development. The rest of the world goes by the Celsius system. So they use 25 degrees Celsius. People like to use like increments of 5 or, in the, or in increments of 10. So 25 degrees Celsius translates to 77 degrees Fahrenheit. And it is possible to get a tropical storm at 77. They're saying 77 or 78 degrees Fahrenheit. Now here we're saying that's the agreed upon approximate cutoff amongst the meteorological community for full tropical development. However, there are exceptions to every rule. Farther north, waters trend cooler, but as with the tropical storm in January over the northwestern Atlantic, water temperatures were significantly lower than the threshold. So amazing. What were the water temperatures? They, right, it was the northeast, it's in the middle of winter, the northeast part of the United States. I happened to notice a week or two ago, this water temperatures in the 80s, if you go about 100 or 200 miles east of Baltimore, you hit water temperatures in the 80s, but then when you get close to the coast, those temperatures drop big time, maybe even the 50s. January 23rd, 2023. It's Monday evening and we have something which is totally amazing that's going on in the South Central States, really the Southern Plains. Those of you that do not realize how amazing this is, that's because you're lacking some information in regards to this storm. The way to get a six inch snowstorm here in the Midwest and in the Southern Plains has always been, you need three ingredients, you need an Arctic air mass, or at least a cold, strong high pressure system, deep low pressure and copious amounts of Gulf moisture. But here we are, and we're lacking one of those ingredients and forecasters are calling for six to 12 inches at least 10 inches over the northwest portions of Arkansas. This is totally amazing because over the past several Januaries, over the past several Januaries, when we had the Arctic air locked off, it was locked up. Just the Arctic air, the plain Arctic air, January of 2020, even 2021, 
even 2022, when those things were happening, the precipitation was falling as rain, even in places as far north as Chicago. It used to be that it was a given in the month of January on the backside of any storm system, you could always expect snow, regardless of whether there's Arctic air or not Arctic air. The question is, will you have a major winter storm? But then in recent Januaries, that criteria, that was gone. It was totally taken away and the precipitation would actually fall as rain. Storm systems with lots of moisture would fall as rain even in northern cities. It was quite amazing, actually. I don't know which one's more amazing, but after experiencing that for so many Januaries, here we go with, there's not even a cold air mass behind the storm. There is a cold air mass well behind the storm, but not feeding into the storm. The storm is producing its own cold air. It's bringing cold air down. It's called dynamic cooling. When the precipitation gets heavy enough, this is what dynamic cooling is. We have two things going on. We have evaporative cooling, which sometimes the National Weather Service will call wet bulb cooling. And we also have dynamic cooling. And the two are coming together to produce a major snowstorm in the deep south. Southeast Oklahoma is getting more snow than the Northeast Oklahoma. This is, and you know, it's starting off as rain in the morning. The only thing that's going to change in the afternoon, there's not any cold air coming into Oklahoma, not at all. Yet temperatures are going to be dropping through the day and the precipitation is going to change during the afternoon. The fact that the sun is going to, the fact that it's daytime is irrelevant. What's happening is like this. We have precipitation, light or moderate in the morning because it's slight or moderate, we are back into a situation where we're back to reality. We don't have cold air. Temperatures will be in the low 40s. The precipitation will be falling as rain. The precipitation picks up in intensity in the afternoon, and as it does so, it brings cold air aloft. Cold air from all the way up in the atmosphere comes down with the precipitation because it's so heavy. It knocks the temperatures down, and then on the surface, we have another problem that the surface temperatures yesterday were measured to be between 40 to 50 degrees within one inch down into the ground. So we're going to have a very hard time having that snow accumulate. Another difficult thing is to keep the snow as snow. Even when you bring the cold air down, the surface temperatures are just warm enough to melt it. But we have something else taking place, which is the evaporative cooling. And the evaporative cooling is when the, uh, the air slightly dry, perhaps on the surface as the precipitation evaporates initially, the temperatures are going to go down even on the surface. So we have cold air with no source. There's the, the only source is the storm system itself. And this is happening in southern states, a place that we ordinarily would never expect something like this to really be happening. And snowfall accumulations are expected to be a solid, especially in the Ozarks. The Ozarks, the forecasters are calling for six to ten inches, probably some higher spots as well. You also have to realize Oklahoma just because it's Oklahoma, you could always pull off a clap of thunder. And should that happen, you're going to have localized spots of several more inches of snow. So this is going to be a wet snow. It's something which it's a it's a you know, meteor, these forecasts are treading very dangerous waters for forecasters that want to keep their 
uh, the reputation of accuracy because if anything should go wrong, the forecast turns into a bust. We do not, to reiterate, just to reiterate, we do not have Arctic air feeding into the system. Not only that, we do not have a cold air mass feeding into the system either. There's not even a cold front. There's no frontal boundary feeding into the system. This is completely based upon dynamic cooling and evaporative cooling. The two are going to come together to produce heavy snow. It's all about the precipitation rate. Wherever It has nothing to do with whether you're north, whether you're south, whether the sun is out, whether the sun is not out. It has to do with how heavy the precipitation is. And if you're closer to the moisture content, the heavier the precipitation is going to be. And that's when the precipitation changes over to snow. Uh, we're going to have a mix. Whenever the precipitation lightens up, it will immediately change over to rain because there's just not enough cold air. Another thing going with this storm is that there is no warm nose in the storm. Sometimes there's like a dry slot in the middle of these snowstorms that causes the snow to change over to a drizzle or something like that in the middle. Not with this one. This is a straight, a total precipitation. It will be precipitating the entire time. This is really, it's kind of like an inspirational event. In a certain way, it's also comforting. It's comforting to know that January is back to where it was in the way it should be I, this is a little bit it's a little bit uh, far south for something like this to be happening this is something that you can't blame climate change first of all we have nothing uh, extraordinary going on we, we have a heavy snowstorm in the south it's extraordinary to those people who understand the synoptic setup that is producing this but one thing is that climate change, you can't blame this on climate change because the only time you could blame cold air on climate change is when it's a result of the stratosphere warming, which is what causes all the Arctic air to come down south. The Arctic air is locked up north, and yet the upper atmosphere is cold. It's cold enough. To, it's very cold down there, and we have dynamic cooling. You know, if anything, uh, this is it's comforting. It's almost like the... the uh, People who are worried about climate change, this is uh, this is a time, this is a type of snowstorm where actually this is, it actually shows perhaps in that area, we're not seeing for the time being, this storm is not being affected by climate change. The only thing, however, maybe the whole strange, the whole strange synoptic setup, the whole thing, it is a strange thing. I think it's a very strange thing. It is happening in an area that's deep in the south. Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and there's no cold air mass feeding into the system. Sunday, August 6, 2023. You're listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. We have an unbelievable heat dome that situated itself actually right along the Arctic coast. I believe this is the first time this summer that the Environmental Canada has actually issued an excessive heat warning for areas on the Arctic coast. Actually, the Arctic coast for real. If you look at the Storm Shield app, they will show you, you know, we've had excessive heat warnings which have gone right along the Arctic Circle, but this one's even north of that, headed towards 69 degrees north latitude. It's actually on the Arctic coast. Just unbelievable stuff as temperatures 
temperatures go from the mid 80s to the low 90s. We have places forecasted to go to 90 and 91 degrees tomorrow afternoon, right along the Arctic coast in Canada and many locations mid and upper 80s. The Environmental Canada tells us that uh, many spots in northern Alaska may be reaching a humid dex of 33 degrees Celsius. That's in the low 90s Fahrenheit as temperatures go into the upper 80s to around 90 degrees. Uh, this includes places like North Slope, Alaska, that's very far up north. That happens to be one of the counties that is being affected by, well, by greenhouse gases, increased greenhouse gases up at North Slope, Alaska. There, I believe that's the most impacted city in the world, perhaps, or very close to it, at least in the Alaska area. And we have the uh, portions of northern Canada again. The northern Canada is where the heat warning takes you all the way up to the Arctic coast. The heat does not extend all the way to the Arctic coast when you get to the America port, the United States area in northern Alaska. It's just a little area in Canada where the heat is actually right along the Arctic coast. Just unbelievable stuff because we're holding right now in the first week of August and, and you know in past summers when we saw extreme heat like this it was usually first of all a little bit further south and also this heat tends to occur in July sometimes even June but the solar insulation is rapidly declining up there rapidly declining so one would think the chances of this happening already in August is significantly less but not only is it happening but the heat has actually expanded going up north now big changes are expected to take place towards the end of the seven-day forecast cycle as computer models indicate high temperatures only in the 40s by the end of this seven-day cycle which you know that's definitely much colder than what we have now with temperatures in the 80s and low 90s good evening it is Motzei Shabbos Saturday night February 4th Yudalad Shvat 2023-5783. An Arctic air mass of unbelievable cold overspread the East Coast, the Northeast, the New England area earlier today, last night. This air mass broke records all over the place in the New England area. Wind chill dropped to 108 degrees below zero. That's 108 below zero in Mount Washington, New Hampshire. We have, that is the coldest ever reported there. Temperatures across the Northeast reached lows that have not been seen in decades. The National Weather Service office in Boston described the cold as a historic Arctic outbreak for the modern era. And they said this is about as cold as it will ever get. On Friday, the National Weather Service said this is once-in-a-generation event. But here's the thing that's truly unbelievable. This is something that I've never heard of before. Frost quakes were reported, says the Washington Post, in Maine. The temperatures were so extreme in Maine, people were reporting frost quakes. These are earthquake-like tremors, which are caused by rapidly plummeting temperatures. It causes the water trapped in cracks in the ground to expand. There were reports of trees exploding. Trees were exploding, which was the result of quickly expanding water stored in sap, reports the Washington Post. 
Some in the northern New England area were hearing sounds like gunshots throughout the night. In upstate New York, the actual temperature dropped to 38 degrees below zero. There were also winter water spouts reported on Lake Champlain and over the open Atlantic. Kind of looks like a tornado. It resembles a tornado. It's more of a devilish vortex of stream. Frigid air blowing over the comparatively mild waters, which also caused a rare type of fog known as Arctic sea smoke to form. That stuff we've seen here in Chicago on Lake Michigan. This Arctic snap is the result of two low pressure systems, which were to the north. There was a low pressure system pushing east through Ontario. There was an Arctic high pressure over the northern plains. This caused an area of polar air from near the Hudson Bay to move southeast. At the higher altitudes, we have a piece of the polar vortex, which is a pool of frigid air. That one dived from near Hudson Bay, Canada, directly over Maine. Here's something that's also amazing. It's the stratosphere, which is usually about 20,000 feet above the surface, about 4 to 12 miles up, dropped, and actually dropped to less than a mile. The top of Mount Washington was in a completely different atmosphere. It was within the stratosphere where one would have thought there would have been enormous amounts of ozone if that was the case, but that was not reported. The top of Mount Washington is 6,288 feet. Temperatures are headed into the 40s and 50s over much of the New England area. Actually, Boston, probably low 50s. Sunday, December 18th, the first night of Hanukkah. Two phenomenal weather makers. Two phenomenal. I, number one, a, a true powerhouse low pressure system developing. It's a panhandle hook, a genuine, the real thing, a true panhandle hook. It's a low pressure system. It actually makes a hook. It takes that track and it moves up into the Great Lakes, colliding with copious amounts of Gulf moisture as the panhandle hooks do. And the barometric pressure reaching numbers that are, it's difficult to say without a racing heart for a weather enthusiast. The excitement is just so enormous. It's we're numbers which have dropped under 29.0. 29.2 is the threshold of forecasting a foot. Some even say 29.3. We're already down 28.9, 28.8, 28.7. The computer models are, European model, the most accurate model is taking this thing, the Great Lakes, the thing is exploding. It's explosive and we're going to read later on from the National Weather Service, straight from the forecast discussion, nothing could say it better than the way they wrote up the forecast discussion today. At the same time, we have another explosive air mass, the exact opposite, an area of high pressure coming out of Siberia, coming straight into the U.S., from into Montana, 31 
8.3 approximately really strong high pressure it's going to bring bitterly cold temperatures and one could just imagine the wind tunnel that's going to be produced in between these two systems and that's where it's going to be snowing as well heavy snow which can be expected to form on the back side of the storm system of course but you have just that in itself you would be dealing with a solid wind 15 to 25 mile bar wind but we have close to a record-breaking high pressure air mass coming in from behind so we're talking about much stronger than normal not just the normal 15 to 25 mile per hour wind the european computer model is showing damaging wind gusts here in the chicago area this is the type of stuff that have been going on in the plains usually goes on in the plains and is confined to the plains it doesn't usually go on here in the chicago area it has happened here in chicago before it's not an annual occurrence but it's expected to happen this week and there's high confidence in this high impactful event for those people that love snowstorms and love blizzards this is really an ideal situation especially it's taking place over the holiday weekend this is Shabbos Hanukkah. This Shabbos Friday afternoon. The wind speeds, especially Friday and Friday night, are just amazing. You look at the temperatures. The temperatures don't look amazing to me. They don't look amazingly cold, but the National Weather Service is talking about wind chill advisory criteria with wind chills of 20 to 30 below zero. Now, I thought that was wind chill warning criteria, but they then say they might be issuing wind chill warnings for wind chills going beyond 30 below zero. You know, you go into Nebraska, you see very impressive cold in the Nebraska area. Nothing record-breaking here in the Chicago area, from what I see. The forecast discussion from the National Weather Service doesn't exactly match up to what the actual forecasts are calling for. But those people that love snow should definitely be besimcha this week. Uh, we have a system uh, coming in, a minor system, which might end actually as freezing drizzle for Monday night and Tuesday, or drizzle. And then we have the the real system coming in might start late Wednesday night, but Friday is when the blizzard hits. There could very well be every single city, it's possible every city in the Midwest will get hit with some type of accumulating snow when all is said and done at least an inch something like that maybe just a half an inch some of these cities cincinnati ohio st louis missouri many many cities whereas the east coast cities might be missing this it looks like an all rain event for many of the east coast cities one would ordinarily expect a low pressure system of the 28s to be developing on the east coast not something to be forming here in the Midwest, but we have it here in the Midwest. That's what's expected to happen. And the confidence is increasing. This is only five days away right now. We are a mere five days away. The origins of the system right now are is hanging out over in the Alaska area. A lot could certainly change, but it is a mere five days away. The first blizzard in 42 years is a possibility in this. Yes! This upcoming week, 
guidance has changed significantly over the past 24 hours and it now appears like the main moisture, the main precipitation over in the St. Louis area will be falling after, will be falling behind the low pressure system instead of ahead. This will create a high snow to water ratio, greatly increasing the amount of snowfall accumulation. Oh my gosh. More significantly, the wind forecast is just unbelievable. This goes for, by the way, for all the Midwest cities. This includes St. Louis. I would imagine many more cities. The cities that I looked into were Chicago, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, and St. Louis. All of those cities have very intense wind speeds. For example, Cincinnati might be the most intense with damaging wind gusts, damaging wind gusts expected Friday night in Cincinnati with significant snow in Cincinnati as well. When we say significant snow, it's not really as significant as the other cities, but when you combine about probably approximately two to four inches at this point, things are always changing, however. Uh, and they've been going up but two to four inches the main system is missing Cincinnati and much of the system might be missing St. Louis as well nonetheless the front itself just the front and the amount of precipitation just falling along the front and right behind the front that itself will be squeezing out a few inches of snow perhaps several inches of snow in Chicago very strong winds uh, sustained winds might even be stronger in Chicago, but the wind gusts, you know, very high in Cincinnati. What we have going on right now is we have a an extremely strong high pressure system coming out of Siberia. This high pressure is 1,050 MB. To translate that into the regular American barometric pressure is I don't know but the low pressure the high pressure things that I've seen showed 31.3 moving into Montana the core of the cold hits Nebraska Johnston Nebraska Johnstown Nebraska uh, temperatures hit 24 below zero this is Friday morning with an afternoon high of 18 below zero yikes This is polar vortex material. Uh, you know, for us Chicagoans, when you think back and remember what it was like when we received the polar vortex, this is very similar stuff. When you go back to that date on December 23rd, you might see that the high temperature was higher than 18 below for Johnstown, Nebraska, but that's because it will be occurring a little bit after midnight. Even so, the highs will still be below zero. Now, the question is, what's going to happen afterwards now if you notice up until now actually unbelievably temperatures have been forecasted to be colder in st louis than chicago now i'm going to explain why the reason is because as that arctic air moves in so once a storm system develops it stalls the arctic air once the arctic air stalls then it starts to moderate. So the goal in terms of that Arctic air to get it down as quickly as possible, that's the Arctic air's goal, if it has a goal. (laughs) 
but once it reaches, it gets closer to the Gulf, it collides with significantly warm and more moist air, and it, to a, once it gets significant enough, a storm system develops, and that's what's going to be happening, and the cold air reaches its intensity in Nebraska before that Arctic air stalls. There are questions exactly where will St. Louis be in proportion to the stalling Arctic air. So the snowfall amounts have to be worked out for St. Louis, Missouri. But, you know, one thing, no matter what city you live in, in the Midwest, you're going to be seeing very powerful winds winds capable of producing power outages these are when we when the national weather service issues a severe thunderstorm warning warnings are issued when you have wind gusts of 58 miles per hour or higher here we don't have any thunderstorms but the wind gusts may also exceed 58 miles per hour or higher you will now hear from one of the first episodes ever made there's a slight inaccuracy in the definition of evaporative cooling and dynamic cooling, but other than that, it is totally awesome. From January 2021. Quick little weather synopsis. Storm system situated off in the southeast part of the United States continues to bring heavy winter precipitation over to those states in Georgia, parts of South Carolina and North Carolina, parts of eastern Tennessee, and even northern Arkansas had winter storm warnings in effect earlier today, three to five inches of snow for much of that area. This storm system had the possibility of touching Washington, D.C. earlier in the week. There was a talk about it. Pretty much everyone agreed from the start that it wasn't going to do a thing to Washington, D.C., and that's basically what it it's going to be happening. The thing is moving out to sea. The next low pressure system for the snow lovers. We have snow lovers in this country. And the snow lovers are, this year, they better be living in Texas and Oklahoma because those places are getting hit very hard this winter. Texas got two feet of snow. Southwest Texas got two feet of snow just last week. And then Oklahoma has been getting snowstorms since October, to tell you the truth. That's what I have in my head. But the rest of the country, well, a lot of the country is also getting snow. But some places out in the East Coast, there are snow lovers that are really, really sad right now because these storms are just moving off onto the Atlantic and they're not affecting cities like Baltimore. New York got blasted with heavy snow, so they already got their share, although it melted quite quickly. So all eyes turn to the next system, Monday and Tuesday's system of next week. That's a low-pressure system that's going to be moving probably over to the North Carolina area and then possibly develop into a storm system as it tracks northeast. The system is going to pull away once again off of the Atlantic seaboard, and it isn't even going to touch Boston. There's a chance that it will, but it's not. That's the forecast. It's not going to be touching Boston. New York will barely be getting anything if it gets anything. But Baltimore, again, Baltimore has a chance. This one, Baltimore, has a chance of getting snow possibly even heavy snow. Whenever you're dealing with a coastal low, so there's always a chance of the situation becoming into a heavy snowstorm. The main issue with this system, the main problem with this system, is that it's lacking a solid dome of Arctic air. We don't have that on the north 
part of the system, and that's going to create some problems. First of all, it may reduce the intensification of the storm. The storm may not intensify properly. It might not. And the other thing is that it also, well, we'll deal with the storm track in a minute, but it also may not be cold enough for snow. Now, being that it's January, and if you put enough of the dynamic cooling into effect, which is the cooling that takes place because of evaporation, which is very effective when you're dealing with a dry air mass. So if there's strong high pressure in the area, that's when you really get dynamic cooling. Or when you have heavy precipitation, you could also get evaporative cooling. So those types of things could make the temperatures cold enough for snow, even if really it's not cold enough for snow. And then once the snow-covered grounds are there, temperatures get even cooler, and then you get cold enough for snow once again. So that's something that meteorologists are going to have to look at on that disturbance, really, that might be turning into a storm system. But really, the only reason why people are paying attention to it is because people are just so desperate for snow already in the Washington, D.C. and the Baltimore area. Washington, D.C. has had absolutely nothing this winter so far. Now, here's the thing. So in the Midwest, we have a quiet week. It's kind of spooky or kind of eerie. It's so quiet and so just how could it be so quiet? There was a, a north bomb, a, a Pacific, a northern Pacific bomb last week. 27.1 barometric pressure in the North Pacific. It's not a hurricane. Who's ever heard of such a thing? 27.1 barometric pressure. These things, what's going on in the world with a record high pressure in Manitoba? This, within the same, within a day or two of this record low pressure, feet of snow are falling in Japan. There's unbelievable stuff going on in the world. There's a ripple effect. Not only that, the temperature rose over 100 degrees in the stratosphere. That's 18 miles up above the surface. This has nothing to do with the surface. There's no connection to the surface temperatures. I don't know how it happens. The satellite imagery picked up an enormous amount of ozone. I don't know if ozone is connected to this at all, but it went over 100 degrees, which is almost a certain to weaken the polar vortex and it did weaken the polar vortex and the polar vortex split once that happens the arctic air spills south oh so you would think that here in the united states we're going to get real cold but no all of a sudden an el nino weather pattern develops by the way this is not an el nino year this is a la nina year but el nino weather pattern develops blocks off the arctic air all arctic air goes down into europe they're getting clobbered eastern asia places like that they're getting all the polar air there's questions that this polar vortex might even split into three and probably within two weeks europe you know it might even be at the end of next week already there already could be big changes in our weather pattern these things will finally start to be felt right over here and that's what we all have to pay attention to those that love active weather winter weather don't get worried that we're going to waste another winter, like last winter. You know, last winter also in the stratosphere, temperatures went way up, not, not over 100 degrees, but they were forecasting the polar vortex to weaken after that. How could it not? But it never did. The polar vortex remained strong. And if the polar vortex is strong, the Arctic air remains locked up and the winter remains relatively mild. That's what happened last winter. This winter, we are hoping, meaning meteorologists and weather buffs and people who love nature and love all this stuff, 
We are hoping for a real winter this year. We haven't had one yet here in Chicago. Texas has been bombarded in Oklahoma. But here in Chicago, we haven't had it. Baltimore hasn't had it. it we, so we're waiting. We're waiting. And the we're about to go through a week of like eerie stillness of just nothingness. And it's almost like I'm hoping it's like the calm before the storm. That's what I'm hoping because big changes. The National Weather Service, by the way, pointed this out, that big changes lie ahead. They did not use those words, to be honest with you. They did not use those words, but they did say that the indications are that the weather pattern will become more active and colder towards the end of next week, or they said at least a little bit beyond our current forecast cycle. The current forecast cycle is seven days. Based upon the things that I read about the polar vortex, so I um, I love to go into fantasy mode, and I love to be optimistic. <laughs> but optimistic by me means storms. It doesn't, it means storms. That's what it means. So that's what we're hoping that in those who are attracted to this little podcast, the people that are supposed to be attracted to this podcast are not people that like safe driving and they like to drive when there's no snow and stuff like that. If you want that, you have to listen to 780 AM, WBBM, listen to something else because you're not going to get that here. It's when we have a week of quiet weather, we are sad on this podcast. It's sad. It's not a time of happiness. If you want to celebrate with other people who are happy, you have to go elsewhere. This is not the place for you. On here, we celebrate when there's intense weather. That's a time of celebration. I'm not talking about hurricanes or devastating stuff. I'm talking about beautiful blizzards, heat waves, just mind-boggling stuff that's going on in Australia right now. 112-degree heat day after day after day. This is... This is the type of stuff where we celebrate. We celebrate that stuff over here. A mere few weeks after that January 2021 podcast was given about how things were very, very quiet, a few weeks later, this country got totally bombarded with a historical Arctic outbreak. This occurred in February, and immediately after this following episode that will be put on the Chicago area, West Rogers Park got 18 inches of snow. Uh, take a listen. Historical Arctic outbreak over the Gulf Coast from two years ago, 2021. There is a one-minute introduction and then the podcast. The following podcast was given February 14th. The year was 2021. It was, was right before the 18-inch snowstorm that hit West Rogers Park. 10 inches at O'Hare Airport. More importantly, this is right was given during the Arctic outbreak over one the coldest Arctic outbreak over Texas winter storm across the Gulf Coast. Every county in Texas was under a winter storm warning. This podcast is hard to find. It's a rarity. It happened to have become popular on YouTube, so I've placed it onto here. I hope everybody enjoys. There's an enormous amount of other very interesting facts that take place throughout this podcast, including fascinating stuff going on in Africa, Mexico, and throughout the rest of the world.
strong storm system of 29.5 inches located over in the southern Missouri area moving across southern Illinois is producing a major winter storm across parts of Texas and even Arkansas, Louisiana. These are states going all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Some of these areas have not seen winter storm warnings for years. Brownsville, Texas is under a winter storm warning, believe it or not. That's really amazing. It's the first time in 10 years. Some of these places in Texas are seeing the coldest temperatures since 1989, and some of them are seeing the coldest temperatures in over 100 years. Oklahoma temperatures dropping under 10 below. Very, very cold air. Arctic air making it all the way down to Houston, Texas. The temperatures drop down to 12 degrees by Tuesday morning in Houston, Texas. That's super cold. Temperatures going down into the 20s in New Orleans. But the main story for tonight is the snowstorm and the ice storm. Freezing rain, sleet, and snow throughout probably the entire state of Louisiana and throughout Texas. Freezing precipitation is even expected all the way down into Brownsville, Texas. Some of those places which were in the mid-90s just a week ago or two weeks ago are now going to be getting freezing precipitation. It's quite amazing. Today's high temperature, this is totally remarkable. High temperature today was 94 degrees in three different cities in Georgia. Now, the National Weather Service says the high was 90 in a place in Florida, but there were actually three different cities in Georgia that hit 94 degrees. These are cities which which are ahead of the storm system, and they are under south winds. Another thing to keep in mind is that we're already in mid-February. That means we're about seven weeks off of the winter solstice, so the ultraviolet index in the sun is really heating up right now. In fact, here in Chicago, in January, the highest it can ever get to is a one, but now it's already at a three. In a three, you could already get suntan and stuff like that. So by the end of this week, when the warmer temperatures come in, which by the way, we are getting warmer temperatures here in Chicago, and we're even going to get some sunshine, the forecast ultraviolet index here in Chicago is actually going to be a three, and many people could get a suntan when the ultraviolet index is at that level. In any case, uh, the rest of the country, we have winter storm warnings all over the place, really all over the place. The storm track has gone a little bit further northwest than originally thought yesterday. The storm is also stronger than than what was originally thought yesterday. Therefore, Chicago has been placed in a winter storm warning. 8 to 12 inches of snow. Lakule Alma, I, th- I believe everyone agrees to this. 8 to 12 inches of snow. Higher amounts are also possible. And here's the deal. The Chicago area is about to get snow with with a snow-to-water ratio of 20 to 1. Or as the Northern Indiana National Weather Service puts it, anywhere between 18 to 22 to 1. We don't get snow like that very often. I think we have been getting snow like that over the past week. It's super powdery stuff. About two-tenths to four-tenths of snow of water equivalent is what's expected in places like in northern Indiana. That would bring snow totals up between four and eight inches. Here in Chicago, they are expecting a heavy lake band, lake band, um, what is it? A lake, a, a heavy band of lake snow to set up right across the city of Chicago. It's going to start off in northwest Indiana tonight, but it's gradually going to move west. Sometimes those things do that. They move west, and it's actually going to set up right over the Chicago area. 
And if that does, those things are not always so predictable, but, or at least the predictions are not always so accurate. But you have to realize we have extremely cold air going over the waters of Lake Michigan. So whatever does happen, the snow is going to be heavy, really heavy. If there should be a band of lake effect snow that sets up over our area, you could expect heavy lake effect snow probably tomorrow morning, 6 or 7 a.m. There also might be another band of heavy snow moving in tomorrow evening. It could be that some of the precipitation may stop during the day tomorrow. Total storm accumulations again between now and Tuesday morning, 8 to 12 inches, but some areas will be getting higher amounts. And the reason why the amounts are so high is two reasons. It's number one, the snow to water ratio is very, very high. So this stuff piles up real quick. Some areas might be getting snowfall at the rates of one to two inches an hour. Number two, it's the lake effect. The actual storm is, for the most part, is staying south of us. The higher, the highest amounts of eight to 12 inches are basically in central Illinois. Then they kind of go down and then it goes back up towards 12 inches here in the Chicago area. We're going to see lots of wind. By the way, there's a blizzard warning, which is in effect for Texas right now. Areas in Texas are under a blizzard warning. It's the only place in the country which has a blizzard warning right now. The most dangerous warnings right now in effect are probably the air quality alert, which continues to be in effect for Fairbanks, Alaska, and the avalanche warning, which is in effect for several areas in Utah. At least it's that National Weather Service, it's the Salt Lake City National Weather Service that, that is reporting these avalanche warnings. They don't make the avalanche warnings. It's some other uh, organization that does that. But they are reporting it. Now here, I, I would say... The two most remarkable things of the weather today and yesterday, number one, I mentioned 94 degrees in three different cities in Georgia. That's mid-90s, and we're holding in the month of mid-February. And you know what? If it's going to be in the mid-90s, they need a round of applause. And a cheer. Okay, so it's in the mid-90s in those three cities. Texas, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> the whole state is under a winter storm warning. Does, is that a round of applause? Because they're scared. I, I'm sure they're scared. But a lot of people are probably really happy because they don't really get to see snow so much. But this year, they have been getting a lot of snow over there. So we're not going to do a round of applause for them. But in any case, out on the West Coast, we have serious heat that's going to be starting to build throughout this week. By the end of the week, temperatures are going into the low 90s in Palm Springs, California. Now, there's also, by the way, another storm system. This one's actually stronger and deeper, which will be developing in the middle part of this week. I don't know if it's going to be hitting Chicago or not. It probably won't, or if it does, probably just the northern edge. That's what I think. But in any case, that storm system is going to be intensifying to a barometric pressure of 29.3. The chances are that the majority of the energy of that storm is going to be taking shape on the east coast it's going to ship uh it's going to shift over to the east coast from the louisiana area i think what is important to do i don't know if it's important or not but we have uh let me get it out right here um i have there's some cities here which uh there's some remarkable stuff okay the city is whitesburg georgia the high temperature today was 94 degrees 
Tonight it's going down to 43. The high tomorrow, 49 degrees. So today's high was 94. Tomorrow is 49. Tomorrow night going down to 30 degrees. And then Tuesday night going down to 25 degrees. Temperatures back into the mid 60s by a week, by, by next Tuesday, a week next week. Okay, that's Whitesburg, Georgia. The 94 degrees is what's most remarkable. I would be very curious to see if they had humidity over there because Georgia usually gets humidity, but I wonder, like, how can you hit 94 with humidity this time of the year? Well, you never know. Okay, now, uh, we're going to quickly mention Wolfsburg, Germany. Nothing that amazing, but in Wolfsburg, Germany, they're also getting snow. I don't know how much, but the snow, it looks like, will be changing over to rain. The low this morning was 11 degrees. Temperatures are going to become much warmer as the week goes on. Temperatures rising into the mid-50s. And that's nothing really that remarkable. Some of the hot spots. India is starting to get hot again. In, in Ahmedabad, Ahmedabad, India. Temperatures going up to 96 degrees by next week. <laughs> Compare that to Aurora, Illinois, where temperatures are going down to 4 below tonight, 5 below Tuesday night. And the final sub-zero temperature Friday night, Saturday morning, 1 below. But then the warmer temperatures come in, temperatures go back into the 30s Sunday onward. And Chicago will be seeing their last sub-zero night tonight, or maybe even it was... Yeah, two below for tonight. We have snow and we have warmer temperatures coming in for the weekend. Okay, Guadalajara, Mexico is another one of those cities where you have a 40 degree temperature difference between night and day. Temperatures by Friday or by Thursday, highs in the low 80s. Thursday morning, temperature will be around 39. High temperature Thursday, 81 degrees. Low temperature by Shabbos morning, temperature 42, high temperature 84 degrees, temperatures going into the upper 80s by next week. Austin, Texas is going down to 7 degrees tomorrow night. So Tuesday morning, temperature will be 7 degrees. A week later, highs in the upper 70s, high of 78 degrees. That's another city that will be getting snow. The real warm-up comes starting Friday, highs in the mid-40s, and Shabbos low 60s, Thursday up, Tuesday upper 70s. Quite amazing. Orlando, Florida is just beautiful right now. There's some thunderstorms, probably severe thunderstorms even. Temperatures in the mid-80s, lows in the low 70s. The cool spell hits them later in the week, especially Friday night with lows in the mid-40s. Now, speaking of thunderstorms, this is the other thing, which is probably the most remarkable thing I've ever heard. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, yesterday, there was a severe, okay, there was a snow squall, heavy snow, and a severe thunderstorm warning because the lightning was so deadly. The lightning was so deadly in this snow squall, they issued a severe thunderstorm warning. Can you imagine that? A severe thunderstorm warning in a snow squall. That was quite amazing. That's, that stuck, stuck out. Dallas, Texas. Going, there's snow over there, several inches, two to six more inches, additional inches. Going down to two tomorrow night, temperatures going into the mid-60s by next week. Houston, Texas is going down to 12 Monday night, temperatures going into the mid-70s by next week. Okay, Falcon, Texas, Falcon Lake, Texas, 
going down into the mid-20s. Monday night, back up into the upper 80s, upper 80s, 88 by next week. Boca Raton, Florida has beautiful weather, highs in the low to mid 80s for the rest of this week, but Chavez highs only in the low 70s. Okay, Harlingen, uh, we'll skip that city. Uh, I'm going to get a Pakwak, Uganda. That's one of those cities that is a major, major developing heat wave. Temperatures approaching 110 by Shabbos and then remaining at 110 Sunday. Temperatures are just going to be very hot. That heat wave starts Shabbos, Sunday, Monday, and continues on after that. Ba okay, Bankwasa, Central African Republic. That's my favorite city. The high today there, there was the hottest city in the world. The high temperature was 112 degrees in that city. 112 degrees. We definitely, uh, how do we do this? 112 degrees. We're going to get some cheering here. Okay, that was 112 degrees for that city, for uh, uh, Bankwasa, Central African Republic. Also, however, temperatures, so this uh, Saturday night, it's going down into the low 50s. High on Sunday, 109. Low Sunday night, 53. High Monday, 112. Low Monday night, 52. High Tuesday, 113 degrees. Adjumani, Uganda major heat wave starting there temperatures approaching 110 by Chavez and that's going to continue major heat wave over there we have um, temperatures in Babadinsa Guina Bissau 107 today excuse me temperatures uh, a little bit cooler over the weekend but going back up towards 110 by next week we have an interesting city here it's Zhengzhou, China and in this city Lows tonight in the upper 30s. The high today, by the way, was 50. The high Monday. Right now, it's Monday over there. The high was 50. High on Sunday next week, 81 degrees. So they're going to get a big warm-up just for a few days. And then it gets real cold over there. New Orleans, Louisiana. Temperature is going down to 27 degrees. They have a winter storm. 27 degrees Monday night. Highs in the low 70s by next week. Minneapolis, Minnesota going down to 22 below zero. Temperatures warming into the 30s by Sunday. International Falls, Minnesota was 41 below zero this morning. Temperatures going into the 30s by Monday. Galveston, Texas. <laughs> Galveston, Texas, snow. Winter storm warning in effect for Galveston, Texas. Temperatures dropping into the mid-20s Monday night. Galveston, Texas. That's one of the most humid cities in this country. And then high temperatures going into the upper 60s by the end of the week. St. Louis, Missouri. Lows tonight, 2. St. Louis, Missouri. Total snow accumulations, 4 to 10 inches. Lows tonight, 2. Lows tomorrow night, 0. Lows Tuesday night, 3. Thursday night, 2. Temperatures going into the mid-40s by the beginning of next week. Oklahoma City, this is just great. Snow, they're getting lots of snow. Monday night low, 12 below zero. Temperatures going into the low 50s by 
the beginning of next week. But Amarillo, Texas, that's one of those cities which is even famous for their continuous contrast in temperatures going back and forth. The temperature, I believe, was already 12 below zero today. And there's snow, they have a winter storm. High te temperature, high temperature today was six. High temperature tomorrow, eight. Going down to two below tomorrow night. High temperatures going into the uh, right around 60 degrees by next week. In Denver, Colorado, of course, it's the exact same thing for them. Palm Springs, California. Temperatures going into the low 90s by next week. Los Angeles, Cal California. Highs going into the low 80s by next week. Phoenix, Arizona. It's going to get real warm there. Chavez through Tuesday. Highs in the low to mid 80s. Highs between 82 and 86 degrees. Bacualas del Carmen, Mexico. That is my favorite city. Okay. The high today was 48. That's one of those cities where you have a 40 or a 50 degree temperature difference between night and day. It's usually in the 70s or the 80s, sometimes the 60s. But today the high was only 48. Tonight, it's going down to 8 degrees. Tomorrow, a high of 38. Tuesday, a high of 65. Wednesday, a high of 56. Thursday, a high of 50. Friday, a high of 64. Okay, now, Friday night, a low of 40. Shabbos, highs around 90. Low Saturday night in the low 40s. The Saturday high is actually 89. Low Saturday night, 41. Temperatures remaining in the 80s, Sunday through Tuesday. But Sunday night, going down to 33. Highs Monday, 86 degrees. Imagine that. Lows Monday night, 40. Highs Tuesday, 88. Just quite an interesting city. But here's the hot spot. Anand, India. Okay, now, 98 degrees this Chavez. 98 degrees. Now, I don't think it's going to be humid. I don't think it will be because there's a large temperature contrast between night and day. So temperatures in the upper 90s this Chavez. You know, and you know what? The whole week. It was already 94 degrees today. Today is Monday over there. Right? Is it Monday? I don't know what it is. Not, uh, forecast high 94 degrees temperatures mid 90s every single day 94 tuesday 94 wednesday 94 thursday 94 friday but shabbos is the hot day of upper 90s and it goes back into the upper 90s by the mid part of next week that's one of the hottest cities that i've seen and uh going back over here okay in terms again of the the uh storm system I, it's generally the lake effect and the powdery part of the snow going into the real storm. When you get into the real storm back in the Oklahoma area, the Texas area, they're getting thunder and lightning. And as we mentioned, Albuquerque, New Mexico had a severe thunderstorm warning with a snow squall. Quite amazing stuff. It's possible that I didn't cover everything. I don't really know. But I could tell you that there is a weak low pressure system. I have not heard those words. A weak low pressure system on the Pacific Coast. I, I've not heard of those words, and I've never heard. Like, I, I don't know when the last time I've heard of that. It's always a strong storm system on the Pacific Coast. A weak low pressure system. But uh, we have the coldest air in over a hundred years for many places, especially down in the Gulf Coast. And it's hard to do that. It's very hard to do that in this day and age. It's hard to get those temperatures to be that cold, but it is happening. This is due to a weakening in the polar vortex, which was because of a, 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 a tremendous warmth that took place in the stratosphere in the beginning of January. 
I am going to wish everyone a good night. Everyone stay safe. There's one thing that should be pointed out, and that is that because it's so cold out, the salt and the treatment they use in the streets will probably not be working as well as it usually does. Maybe it won't even work at all. That takes care of the forecast here that was 20 minutes long. And there's AccuWeather says there's a 70% chance that school will be canceled on Tuesday. So we'll see what happens in regards to that. But um, the one thing we didn't get is that when I spoke about that thunderstorm in Albuquerque, New Mexico... And by the way, can can you imagine making a, a bracha, a blessing on thunder in the middle of a snowstorm? Always count your blessings and they'll never go away. For thunder and for lightning and the rainbow in the sky. For mountains and for oceans or a river running by. And all those kids that want to get out to go sledding, but we're not able to do a thing this past year because of the corona. And again, Tuesday, AccuWeather AccuWeather says that 70% chance for snow. I think it's an upside-down world. We have have bitter cold and snow down in the south. And as we mentioned... It is the month of Adar. We did speak about some of those cities in Mexico, but we forgot to play the Mexico music. So we have to play that. Okay, and the reason why that meteorologist always has such a big smile on his face when there's an Arctic outbreak is because... Okay, anyways, that takes care of tonight... We're going to play It's the Month of Adar. Things go crazy in the Month of Adar. As we can see in the weather, It's I've never heard of stuff like this happening before. <coughs> I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it. The Houston. This is actually, this is the first time ever that there's a windchill advisory in Houston, Texas. It's never happened before. And wind chills are going down to zero degrees in many of those Gulf Coast states, and that's including Houston. You can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Zero to five degrees. Much of Louisiana, much of, it's like, these are, this is unbelievable stuff. So, any case, 
We're going to end off with a song from Adar. You have been listening to the podcast Weather with Enthusiasm. 